0: Well, happy Father's Day, and welcome to this bonus episode of Redemption's Table. If you are a father of a baby, soon to be born, if you are a dad of children anywhere between the ages of eight seconds, eight months, or eight decades, happy Father's Day. If you are a single mother raising a child, if you are a grandfather, if you are helping to raise a child, a young man or a young woman, etc. You know who you are. Happy Father's Day. If I were to ask you, what is the most important thing you can do for your child as their father, what would you say? Hold on to that thought. First, I want to introduce you to a brand new song, Oxford Sweater by singer-songwriter Jay Lind. I love this song. It is the number one song on my playlist right now. It is a chill Sunday morning type song. It is a wonderful every day of the week type song. Jay's song accentuates the importance of staying in the moment. So wherever you are on this Father's Day, still sipping your morning coffee or headed off to worship or already firing up the grill, breathe deep for a moment and enjoy.
1: You no, know I saw it in the crosswalk keeper He was wearing neon holding up a sign He was passing out the peace with two fingers Something we agree on when it's hard to find Now one woman had an Oxford sweater started seeing light in someone in my mind It said something like the truth knows better than what you hang your hat on what you try to hide And and then i heard it in the subway station someone playing trumpet i was walking by Was coming just to test my patience Tied up like a puppet running out of time A kid was trying to get his mom to listen She was caught up in an algorithm state of mind He was finding what his mom was missing Hope he tells her all about it on the other side
0: Thank you, Jay Lind, for sharing your music with us here at the table. Today's episode notes will include a couple of links to discover more of Jay's music, as well as a brief article from Atwood Magazine highlighting Oxford Sweater, today's song. So what is the most important thing you can do for your child as their father? My suggestion, pray for them, no matter what age your children are in the womb, newborn, in elementary or high school, in college, married with families of their own, the responsibility to pray for our children never ends. We live in a world of choices. We live on a battlefield. The forces of good and evil are engaged in constant spiritual warfare And we are the prize. Our children and their families are the prize these conflicting forces are seeking to win over, whether that be for a moment, a season, a lifetime, or an eternity. Our creator God wants to bless us. Before there was original sin, there was original blessing. And our enemy wants to destroy us. Not only us, but our families as well. I want to share something very personal with you today. I want to share how I pray for my children. This is how I pray for my 36 year old son, Daniel and his wife and children. And this is how I pray for my 33 year old daughter, Lauren and her husband and children. And I pray not only for them, but for a few other young couples as well. Back in the early 20 teens, that's between 2010 and 2019, I experienced a deep renewal of prayer in my life. And when I began to ask God to help me fine-tune the ways I pray for my family, I began where Jesus' disciples did in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verse 1. Lord, teach me to pray. I prayed that prayer, and then I listened. I kept praying that prayer. And I kept listening. And these seven prayer requests are where God led me. One focal prayer each day, Monday through Sunday. I pray these prayers, and then I also pray for whatever might be going on in their lives in that particular week or season. Monday's prayer. Prayer number one. Make them some sequoi. Say what? Don't bail just yet. I promise this is the only daily prayer of the seven which uses a non-English word, and it needs a quick backstory. Several years ago, I was studying through the New Testament book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, verse 2, when I discovered this incredible Greek word, sumpsoi, s-u-m-p-s-a-c-h-o-i, Subsequoi. Here's what it means. You're going to love this. It means knit together in soul, knit together in soul. Isn't that incredible? We live at a time under the influence of an entertainment culture that has fallen in love with a word telling all of us who listen, this is what you need to find out there. And that word is soulmate. You need to find your soulmate. Ah, find your soulmate. I did a little digging. That word soulmate was first used in 1822, a little over 200 years ago, in a letter by poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge. And the world sure does like it a lot. As if there is some perfect person out there somewhere, and you are their perfect person, and you're looking for one another, and before eHarmony came along, it was good luck with that, right? And that was not a plug for a product I have never used. I just want to clear that up. Soulmates are not found. Soulmates are grown. How do I know that? I turn to Philippians 2.2. The author of the book, the Apostle Paul writes, make my joy complete by being, here it is, like-minded, by being some sequoia. And then he goes on to define it a little more. Being some sequoia, being of one accord, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. And so on Mondays, as I pray for my children, I pray, make them some sequoia, knit together in soul. May they both become souls that beat together in tune with Christ and souls that beat together in tune with each other. That's my Monday prayer. It's the starting place to every other prayer I could pray for them. Prayer number two, Tuesday's prayer. Grow their marriage, Jesus, to love you more and to love one another more. Here's an observation I've made from 60 plus years of living. There seems to be a disconnect between the love we have for God and the love God wants us to have for others, especially those within our own families. Sometimes it's as if we drag each other to a house of worship on Sunday mornings to celebrate heaven and then treat one another like hell a lot the rest of the time. Now here's a truth you can put into practice right now. If you grow more in love with Jesus, you will grow more in love with others, beginning with your spouse and with your kiddos. I'm not saying it's easy because the self dies hard, but keep putting that into practice over and over and over again, and they will begin to see the difference, and you will too. Prayer number three. Wednesday's prayer. Give them a hunger, Lord Jesus, for your word and your will. I pray this for my son and his family. I pray this for my daughter and her family. I pray they be insatiably hungry for the word of God and the will of God. Now, I need to add this. This is for all the prayers. Whenever we pray for someone else, And this is truly a mystery to me. God's Spirit takes our prayers and works them in ways we cannot imagine. God knows our deepest need. He knows the deepest needs of the people you are praying for. He knows what spiritual warfare the enemy is using in all of our lives at any given time. He transforms our prayers in ways only He can to bring about His best for our children's lives. But he does not violate anyone's free will. God does not coerce. God moves. God calls. But he leaves the choice to surrender or not up to us. Prayer number four, Thursday's prayer. Conform each one of them to the image of Christ. Romans eight twenty nine. Grow them up to look like Jesus. That's the goal for every single one of us who have surrendered our lives to the love of God, to the love of Jesus bled out on the cross to cover the penalty of our sins. Dad, if you are a follower of Jesus, that's your goal, to grow more and more like him every day. And I can tell you right now, that takes an entire lifetime. I'm not there yet, but I keep on wanting to be, and I hope you do too. If not, ask Jesus to help you get there. Those are the first four prayers. The final three prayers are more like blessings or benedictions than prayers. Prayer number five, Friday's prayer. May you always be permitted, Abba Father, to do everything you desire in their lives. Prayer number six, Saturday's prayer. May your kingdom take over this relationship as well as the little princes and princesses being raised within that relationship, within that family, within that home. Prayer number seven, Sunday's prayer. May their family lean in towards you together. On this day, you have set aside for all of us to worship you and to restore us. Those are my seven prayers. Feel free to borrow some of these requests as your own, as you also pray Luke 11 1 for yourself. Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray for my wife or my husband. Teach me how to pray for my children. I encourage you to pray that prayer for yourself and then be still and wait for God to answer. Well, I wish you a wonderful day of being a dad, of being a husband. And as we continue to celebrate this day, here's one more listen to Jay Lynn's brilliant song. I love it. Oxford Sweater. God bless. See you next time at the table.
1: Someone playing trumpet I was walking by The six was coming just to test my patience Tied up like a puppet running out of time A kid was trying to get his mom to listen She was caught up in an algorithm state of mind He was finding what his mom was missing Hope he tells her all about it on the other side